Self-discovery is an essential step of this philosophy because it helps to identify, question, and confirm both who we think we are as well as who we are here to be. We cannot step into our power if we aren't clear in who we are and what we stand for. To assist with this process, there are two tools that are referenced often within the language of this philosophy. The human design system, which we discussed in episode 12 of this podcast, and the destiny card system, which we will discuss now. Let's journey. Wise with Aaron and Alexander uncovering our authentic self through self-awareness conscious communication and emotional responsibility Woo! <laughs> finally Alexander and I are here to lay down the destiny card system episode So a lot of you remember the human design episode that we did. I think it was around episode 15 or 16. Uh, So the human design is one of the tools that we use to help you learn more about yourself. And the Destiny Card System complements that as well. So Alexander, let's get into a little bit of the overview of the Destiny Card System and then the differences between it and the human design and how it all interacts and interweaves in this philosophy. Yeah, it seems like this uh, episode is a long time coming, actually, Uh, so nice to get to it. And I want to shine the light on the way that I approach these two tools and these two systems that I carry respect for, but I do utilize them just a little bit differently within the just philosophy, but their language resonates with me so well. And this destiny card system that we're going to be talking about today is based off of ancient Egyptian numerology. So I want all of you to get past the idea of the cards and thinking that it's connected to tarot cards or or anything like that. It's really just an um, avenue to get a language across, and that language basically being based around numerology and these symbols. So the general descriptions of them is like, the, you know, the hearts are connected to more relationship-oriented actions. The diamonds are connected to like more material type uh, acquisitions, uh, those types of goals. That's not always uh, monetary. Uh, For some people, it's time. For some people, it's family. But it is what they value. Um, The clubs is about like knowledge of all types. Um, They're the teachers, the philosophers. And then the spades is represents the futuristic technology and uh, like spiritual information or religious information. So all of these different types have, have, you know, a specific influence. And the way that I break down this planetary influence, whether we're talking human design or we're talking these cards or even Western astrology or many different uh, systems out there, 
and I want to show appreciation for all of them. These are just, out of all the systems I studied, these were the two systems that really spoke to me in my language, and it was just very organic uh, going into studying these. And they become together uh, just what I perceive as a clear tool to help us. And in the human design, it really helps us to understand the energetic side of things and how we are affecting and influencing one another and shows some strengths and weaknesses. And with the destiny card system is more based around your personality and your um, how you interact in your relationships, uh, whether that be through karmic payment or uh, through family lineage and so the the language of the cards does you know talk in a way of um, past life or reincarnation, but I want people to be comfortable with that. If that's not what you believe in, this isn't to challenge that. Just simply replace that uh, language of past lives with things being passed down through your genes or through your family lineage. Um, that's another way to interpret that. And so now we're getting into, you know, how I explain the basic understanding of how these planets influence us. And in modern day time, there's not much doubt of how much effect the full moon has on uh, people. And you can ask anyone, you know, in law enforcement or that works in a hospital if things intensity increases around full moon and it's uh, absolute um, from most anybody that works in those areas. And the, there's not really any question that the moon affects the ocean. And so by logic, we're over 70% water. And so we're being affected by those different moon phases. And it goes, once again, connected to logic that if one planet affects us, then other planets affect us as well in different ways. And this all connects under this vibrational philosophy or my just philosophy that everything is vibration and giving off a of vibration. And when you have certain resonances, so to say, you you connect and that amplifies that influence. Very similar to how genes are passed down uh, through the biological side. And somebody that has a history of lung cancer in their family may be more susceptible to smoking than somebody that doesn't. And so this is the way that I want this uh, astrology or this information, planetary information, to be viewed and looked at. It's not a belief system. It's not challenging anyone's religion or spiritual path. It's just showing a frequency language and how we're being affected by these frequencies. So with the cards, we're going to go through a description of each number. I just went over the suits in a very uh, brief manner, and we'll make some of the connections uh, as well as using uh, Aaron and myself, maybe our charts to give examples of what we experienced throughout the last year because we do offer uh, reports that are yearly reports that break your year down into 52-day cycles. And with the understanding that every 52 days, the planets shift enough to bring in a different influence. And this can help us to understand thoughts or worries that just come out of nowhere or change uh, in the way that we feel or think about something very suddenly. And it's all in how we are being affected as these uh, planets are moving around out here. And so it became fascinating to me. I dove right into it over um, 20 years ago. And has provided a lot of information for me and my clients. And for people who uh, haven't heard this term before, the Destiny Card System, maybe this is the first episode you're listening to. 
it is based around a set of, of a regular deck of 52 cards. So when Alexander's talking about the suits, we are talking about an ace through king four suit system. And based on my, my limited research, which I would love to get more into uh, the origin of these, it, it is something that came from ancient Egypt and was kind of hid by um, a secret society uh, called the Order of the Magi. And I think they kept the knowledge hidden for a certain amount of time until, I guess, the society was ready for it to be unveiled. And I think it's only been open and, again, the knowledge uh, for maybe a couple hundred years. Yeah, and there's a, you know, great mythology with this and, you know, the importance of numbers and cards. Um, they used to only be carried by very respectable or gypsies, uh, but very respectable people of, of authority. And it wasn't common for people to be able to have their access to these types of cards. And so numerology through history has been respected much more deeply than it is presently. And so this begins to lend a certain uh, connection to the possibility of the issue that our country has in gambling and understanding that some people are so attracted to numbers, so attracted to that that energy of gambling that is very hard and addictive, uh, very difficult for them to get out of it. And that does show the power of some of these numbers. So even though it's become much more um, available in present day, we can certainly track the uh, availability to the amount of issues that, you know, it's created. So i just like to suggest that however you're experiencing numbers, just treat them with respect. And, um, you know, there is a uh, just a certain sacred sacredness about certain things on this planet and uh, certain shapes and, and numerology and even words. We choose what is special to us, and I just like to say, hey, respect those numbers. They've got a lot to teach you if you're open to seeing the language. So let's go ahead and break down the, the structure to each individual person that's that the destiny card system entails. So it is based on just your birth date. And each individual person will have a birth card and a planetary ruling card. Usually some people have like two planetary ruling cards or some, you know, there are special some people's birth card and planetary ruling card is the same card. Yeah. So, so go ahead and break down Alexander for us, the difference between the birth card and the planetary ruling card. Okay. The planetary ruling card, uh, you know, it helps to look at that as to view it as like a, uh, personality description. So many times when people read their birth card and they read their planetary ruling card, they resonate more with the planetary ruling card. And much of our uh, personality is also, of course, uh, designed around our environment. But that environment, and I really enjoy, of course, dissecting this with people as well, and environment is just as important as the biological side or the energetic side because it's part of what the, where the influence truly comes from. But these uh, numbers, these uh, cards, so to say, and the human design help you to understand your level of sensitivity in that environment and why some of your siblings or other people that are around during those times weren't affected the same because we should view each other as equal, but we're not truly created equal. We have different variances in the way we respond to, um, to energy, just like we have different variances biologically. And so 
although I do feel very strongly about equality, it's very important for us to see that as individuals, we're very different. And I happen to feel that we need to celebrate that because when we come together, we fill in voids for each other. And this is the beauty of uh, truly practicing, you know, kindness and love is to utilize each other rather than use each other. And so through understanding these uh, couple of systems, it helps to develop a language to where you can communicate and know certain things about each other very quickly. And so uh, like throughout the episodes in the past, we'll throw out terms like generator or manifesting generator, four, six, one, four, and that's all human design language. And then we'll throw out uh, queen of hearts, ten of clubs, or seven of diamonds, or three of hearts, those different terminology is talking more about this destiny cards, and that's what we're clearing up on this episode. So the again, the planetary ruling card is more like your personality, and then your birth card is more like your, some people say your destiny, or uh, I like to just say your direction, and it's not something that's forced upon you, because this is another way that I explain this, this that these planets aren't uh, controlling you necessarily. They're just influencing you like your mother and father have certain influences on you from you being in their environment and you having their biology in you. That doesn't mean that you have to be limited to uh, those influences. Uh, But when you're in harmony with them, Uh, normally you're in resonance with their influence. And so being in the flow of life, that's kind of what we're talking about here, that you understand the flow that's happening. And you can understand that through following these this card system and knowing what 52-day period you're in, then understanding your human design and your type and how you're reacting to these times. And so this is a philosophy that's based off of understanding and and truly peeling the onion back to understand yourself at multiple deep levels uh, from both an intellectual side, an intuitional side, on many different levels. And so, uh, so these two tools are very, very useful and understanding that, yes, that planetary ruling being your personality, sometimes we have to let go of parts of our personality to step into that higher direction. And some people's cards are very different uh, from mine, for example, 10 of clubs, a planetary ruling card and a queen of hearts birth card. And those two cards are drastically different. They're labeled as the Ten of Clubs is the master of knowledge and the Queen of Hearts is the loving mother. And so, uh, you know, we'll get into different explanations and we'll share more about mine and more about Aaron's. And then we're going to get into each individual number and card and give you guys a brief description to where you can stop off and check that out. Um, We're also going to post a picture uh, from an excerpt from a book uh, by Robert Camp, um, a wonderful gentleman that has extended this work uh, and made it much more accessible. We'll be displaying on our Facebook page a copy of those uh, birth card and planetary ruling cards where people can uh, look that up and just get some general information about yourself. Yeah, so when somebody goes to our Facebook page to um, perhaps see this this chart that We'll have every month and day listed out and then your um, birth card and planetary ruling card. We want them to be able to make a connection between what their card is and what that kind of means. So let's get into a brief description of 
each ace through king because uh, you already went over the suits. So basically you would take the energetic uh, vibration uh, representation that we're going to talk about and apply it to whatever the suit is. So let's start out with uh, the ace, Alexander, and go up from there. So yeah, we'll start off with um, with the aces. The aces carry a, a beautiful energy and understand there is no better or worse uh, like in the human design when we talk about different types and these different numbers or suits, there's no better or worse. It's just different um, influences and uh, different traits, uh, so to say, different flavors. And would you say there's like a high and low of each card? There is normally like a high-end representation of the card and a low-end representation. That's another reason I enjoyed then appreciated this language, of course, because, uh, you know, the just philosophy is based around the understanding of polarity versus duality in this world. And we break that down in in many different uh, previous episodes. But basically, polarity is necessary um, because friction is, is needed for life on this planet. But duality is when you resist that both sides have to exist. And uh, so there are many people that are drawn to a certain side and they don't always realize that they're creating just an equal um, resistance of the opposite on the other side. And uh, that's due to the balance that must be created through, you know, this physical plane or physics. And so uh, so we're not ever talking uh, woo-woo stuff on this podcast. We are talking scientific, uh, physics-based energetic concepts and how to bring those into everyday life. So the ace is uh, a very playful energy typically, and they are the beginners. So they can be notorious for starting projects, but not really finishing anything. And people can pick on them throughout their whole life. They can be the type of person that has five books open at the same time, reading them. They can uh, have multiple jobs, Normally, aces uh, will, especially if they work for themselves, they'll have just multiple jobs going on. And understand that even tens out there listen to this as well because tens just an ace plus zero. Um, so, uh, and even a jack is considered uh, an 11. So, start to see how all of these things connect. And even the one, the 10, and the jack have certain levels of, of these ace traits. So, so beginnings is very important for aces, and uh, so they can many times enjoy getting something going and then handing it off and letting somebody else take over. They can also either be very codependent or very independent, and that normally depends on how the person feels about themselves. So aces can go either way with that. Then with uh, twos, they really seek out partnerships very, very intently. A two of diamonds person can hypothetically seek out those business partnerships and they're always looking to partner up with people where a two of hearts is very intentional on their intimate relationship or even their their family or their children. Uh, sometimes it's their parents. Uh, twos can be overly protective even, um, but twos are really, really supportive. And that's one of the most beautiful thing about twos is they typically want to be part of something which can create, like I said earlier, the low side of the codependency. The threes, uh, threes are very, very creative, and they're some of the most um, creative people that are out there. And that's why every three that I work with in my private practice, the very first question is, 
you know, what do you do creative in your life? And many times they say nothing. And this is a big part of their uh, lack of happiness is because creative energy has to move for creative people or it starts to weigh them down. So uh, depression and a lack of creativity is very well linked. And so, um, so that's where some discipline sometimes is needed for those creative people to push themselves to get to that place of creating to, to change that energy. So threes can be very uh, creative in every aspect of life. And, you know, a three of clubs, for example, can be a genius the way that they're able to use words. They're able to uh, manipulate people's the way that they see things through um, their wordage. And so they can be very powerful speakers and teachers and uh, artists of all types, um, you know, to where a three of diamonds may be very good at entrepreneur type business. And normally threes work really good um, as an independent um, because they like making their own decisions. But the heavy side of the threes is when they are not creating, uh, when life gets mundane it gets very heavy, and the the low side of creative energy is worry. And uh, once that creative person gets on that worry, they normally squirrel cage that, so to say, and just make it a lot worse than it actually is when they need to just get that energy moving and get something creative going. Fours uh, are all about structure, and I have many friends that are fours. And once again, you can break a four down into like um, two fours make an eight. So the fours and eights are connected and even to twos a little bit. So, uh, but the fours structure is very important. And with a lot of fours, many times they will see structure as a lack of freedom. And I try to help them to understand that no structure is very important. It's just important that they develop the structure. And then there can actually be this huge freedom in structure when they're not following somebody else's timeline, somebody else's restrictions. And if you do work at just a regular nine to five job or something like that and you're a four, then realize and understand this and either start making uh, efforts toward creating your own business or start working towards being more content uh, with the structure that you're, you're stuck in. And uh, once again, pay attention to whether, as we're going through these numbers, whether it is your planetary ruling card, your personality, which you probably presently exemplify and resonate with, or it could be your birth card that you're not necessarily feeling like you resonate with, but that may be a key to your happiness once again. And normally that pull to shift into that birth card many times doesn't happen for people until uh, 45 or after. The pull really starts around 35, and I see this in a lot of people, but action many times don't start until between 39 and 45. And then if people wait much longer past 45, that's when the energy gets very distorted and many people do things that they regret. But the fours are very uh, steady work, and most of the fours will talk about hard work and that word uh, offends a lot of people. And so I like to replace hard work uh, makes them happy with just steady work. And that means something that they are steadily working toward a goal or an interest that they have and they are feeding it every day. That's what like really lifts the four up. We'll go into fives. Fives are the most restless of the numbers. Um, and uh, I've been around a lot of fives. They can be very creative. They can be very scattered. 
Um, they can be very intense even, and then they can feel very lost. So they can be all over the place, so to say. And most of the time when I talk to a five, they've been given certain labels through um, Western evaluation and whether that's um, bipolar or uh, attention deficit disorder, um, many different things that really they're just designed to not really be that focused on one thing. And it does help them to use a discipline, something like meditation or contemplation to learn to bring their thoughts, uh, you know, condense their thoughts down because their minds can run at a very, very uh, fast speed and um, it can be very challenging for them. So, uh, but fives have energy to get things moving. And once again, they can be, little tied into the one where they can be notorious for starting things and then abandoning them. So um, so when they have somebody that they can hand off an idea or a piece of work to, uh, that's helpful to them. Um, but they can seem very restless. And so travel, many, many fives really feed off of travel. And it's very important that uh, five have somebody as a mate that is into spontaneity and experiencing new things quite often because the five really gets tired of mundane quickly. Then we'll shift into um, sixes. And sixes are the one of the more, can be one of the more challenging of the numbers because it can seem like nothing ever changes. And sixes can be guilty of getting stuck in ruts and having more than the average challenge to break bad habits, to break out of those certain situations. So many six of diamonds will get into making a certain amount of money and they just can't seem to change it. And even if they change jobs, it seems like they get stuck into that same uh, type of job or, or payment. And uh, so it's really hard for them to change their value of themselves. And like a six of hearts is, you know, they can get stuck in the same old routine type of relationships and attract in the same type of people even if they leave relationships. So they have to put forth extra effort to affect change in their lives. But the high side of the sixes is, is uh, they are constantly available to see their like life's mission or their life's purpose. And that's always being revealed because when you get a a 52-day uh, yearly chart of the, the cards and they're just $25, when you have sixes in your spreads, it tells you that you have, this is a good year to uh, uncover your uh, life purpose or your, your destiny direction and that type of thing. So they're very, very intuitive. And many times they are the sounding boards for, uh, for a lot of other people. So the main, um, suggestion for them is just to, you know, work to push their mundane cycles, uh, in bringing more spontaneity in to affect change. So then we go to sevens. And sevens is one of the so-called Christ consciousness uh, cards. And so there's normally with that term comes a certain level of high responsibility. And so what I've seen with the sevens is they can go through um, times that seem very challenging. And normally that challenge is to practice certain values of many different religions such as love thy neighbor and turn the other cheek and 
to accept people for, you know, who they are and what they are. And whether you look at um, karma is paid or you're uh, looking at some other type of payment when money gets taken away from you or a loved one, uh, many people judge that different ways. But there's a basic understanding that sevens are tied into this, like seven of hearts, for instance, a couple of years ago, I went through some things professionally, and I'd never had my uh, professional ethics questioned. And all of a sudden, a certain situation had come up, which um, I knew had no validity to, but I went and looked in my cards, and I was carrying a seven of hearts for that entire year. And what it said was to uh, recognize that uh, anyone that I have any conflict with is working something out. And whether that's a karmic payment from me to them or me just being a role player in their life and to that the job is to not take it personal. So a seven of diamonds would mean that maybe you loan somebody some money and they didn't give it back. And it's all about the lesson you get from that. And so their life is just kind of has a lot of these opportunities to practice um, practice these certain situations and to give an opportunity to carry compassion in a very challenging situation. Like a seven of clubs could be connected to being open to other people's ways of perceiving things or seeing things and not being so forceful in your attitude. And as I tell people often, sometimes our silence is carries way more strength than our words. And knowing when to be silent and be confident in what you know uh, can be so much more powerful than trying to be forceful with words. So all you sevens out there, you beautiful people, and keep, uh, keep your chin up. And uh, you always know what is the right response. And so I tip my hat to you and keep working on those proper responses and lessening those reactions. The eights, we shift into the uh, people that are really connected uh, to like reciprocation and the cycles of life and cycles in general. And normally eights are, are very blessed people in, in whatever area that their, their card highlights. That doesn't necessarily mean they have it easier. It just really seems like with an eight, many times before anything is taken away, they get uh, two or three things offered. And as long as they can stay out of the bitterness of letting something go, um, they're already prepared for ahead of time. So it's very important for eights to stay in gratitude. And the more that you practice gratitude, the more it just seems to amplify that and lessen the lessons, so to say. So eight of heart people are just some of the most physically beautiful and um, special. They draw attention. They, uh, they're called the sunshine cards. And um, so they're, they're normally very popular even. So, you know, you get into... Uh, eight of spades, they can be extremely influenceable in a, a spiritual or religious way. And just what typically an eight represents can be very, very influential. And so by them staying in the flow of, of trusting life and knowing that when a door closes, uh, there's three that had already opened. So, uh, so pay attention out there, eights. Um, the gifts are all around you. So then we shift into nines. And nines are all about completions. The biggest challenge I see consistently with nines 
is that acceptance of when a relationship is done or when a job is done or when a way of thinking or being is done. And so they're, one of their biggest struggles is struggling with their egos and setting things aside. So I just suggest to nines to not be too opinionated um, because given enough time, you will change the way that you see whatever that subject is. And so the less firm that you have to be, the uh, later on, the less so-called crow that you have to eat, because most nines at some point will go back on something that they've said in the past. So just be careful about what you state as uh, so-called statements and facts, um, because nines get caught in their own prisons of not allowing themselves to change when they feel and know that the change is necessary. So people, nines, many times will stay in jobs longer than they need to or relations or a way of thinking. And then when they finally break out of that, they feel so relieved. So accept the endings, nines, and move on. So then we come to tens, and the ten being the master number and the one with the zero. And that doesn't mean that all tens are masters. Uh, Me, for example, I'm not saying that I'm a master of knowledge. It just was simply saying that my personality seeks that mastery. And so, as I've said in previous podcasts, uh, I was never a very good student uh, through school. I didn't read very much at all. But once I got introduced to metaphysics, I really dove into that so deeply for 10 years and studied everything that I could get my hands on metaphysical and uh, philosophy-wise. And so this is what I've developed over 22 years of breaking out of that box and just seeing what is discoverable out here. So those tens, that that knowledge, of course, the clubs, is what like I was looking for my whole life to, to feed me. And unfortunately, our public school system didn't have that. But uh, through divine order, um, I was uh, influenced and brought into that in my late 20s. And I'm so thankful for that. So tens, like ten of hearts, uh, normally family and um, groups of people, they do really well with that. Uh, Tens of clubs or the teachers, um, the healers. There's the the ten of spades or very powerful teachers in the religious and spiritual worlds. And, um, you know, Ten of Diamonds are masters in the uh, money world. So they can be very good um, people to partner up with when you're trying to move a product uh, along. Okay, so next with the Jacks, um, we can also look at that as the number 11. And uh, Jacks are very, very crafty. Um, They can even go to the extent to be very manipulative. So I tell especially uh, parents with jack children. I say just be very, very wise that they are very keen on getting what they want. And not that all jacks are deceptive. They just have this pull and this ability to know what to say, know what to do to um, get the other person's attention, to know how to work towards getting what they initially want. So, Teenage jacks and early 20s jacks are very experiential and they can wreak havoc on parents just because they are the kind of gestures, the the ones that uh, I dare you and the jack says, I'll do it. Um, so, But the other side of the jack is the creativity and uh, that is the high side and the more manipulative energy is the lower side. And, and jacks are always um, 
reprimanded from this is because the jacks is connected to the seven is another one of the Christ consciousness card. So it carries a lot of responsibility. There's a lot of bisexuality with jacks um, being very gender neutral is very common as well. And so that creativity, that ability to um, to manipulate is there. Uh, but when a jack carries the overall good of everyone involved in their heart, when they're decision-making, uh, they can do incredible things, and they can be extremely popular. Then we shift to queens, which, again, I'll mention that that happens to be my birth card. Uh, the loving mother is the queen of hearts. Uh, the queen of clubs is, you know, like the intuition. The queen of diamonds is the lady of wealth, you know, and so on. So... This um, uh, queen energy is all about nurturing, all about mothering. Um, they come with a a strength and a softness, uh, normally no matter whether they're male or female, gender-wise. And they normally carry a very family type of attitude um, and, like I said, nurturing energy. So many queen of diamonds get into financial debt early in life and then they have to uh, adjust what they value. And most queen of hearts, uh, women especially, are just drawn to motherhood like very, very quickly. And it's very common for queen of heart men to become the stay-at-home dad. Uh, so normally queen of hearts either put all of their energy into the family and it's a number one priority, or they put all that energy into a project or their work. Um, but normally it's challenging for them to split both and uh, to do both of them at a high level because they're so intent with how they're directing their energy. And I know I've experienced that at different levels of my life, uh, being very career-driven in my early 20s, then being very family-oriented through my late 20s into my um, early 40s, and now coming back through another cycle of uh, being more available to help the world after raising children in serious relationships and moving into uh, being a little bit more traveling and available for bigger projects. And so, you know, cycles are very important. I like to say that, you know, time doesn't necessarily exist, but timing is very, very important. And uh, timing is about uh, these cycles and phases connected to the moon and the planets and rotations and things like that. I do want to mention with the queens, the low side is they can be very self-indulgent. And so I have done my best to touch on the high side and low side of each number. I apologize if I missed any of them. So with the king, this is where the the high card of the deck. And so king, once again, doesn't matter the gender, but they carry a lot of strength, a lot of power. And normally uh, all royalty, the jacks, queens, and kings come in with a certain deserving attitude. And so they can have like a chip on their shoulders. They can carry a frustration when people don't listen to them, when they're not able to direct. So I see a lot of unhappiness, especially with men that are kings that are stuck working for someone that they don't respect. And that's really hard for a king to do anything that they don't want to do, a king or a queen. A jack, see, can be playful about it many times and creative and make the best of it. A queen and a king are very whole lot more selective about what makes them happy, so to say, and they normally like really nice things and associating with um, people of a certain level of intelligence or wit or charm or, or love. 
but the suits can also bring in a certain amount of friction. Like when kings and queens meet, it is that kind of power struggle. And it's so funny to watch because it's so subtle and most people don't see it. But when somebody says, oh, I don't get a good vibe from them, many times it's just because of either the human design reflecting off of each other or the cards that are mixing and not resonating. And then there's other cards that pull uh, certain pairings together. So, you know, this helps to clear up certain things like soulmates or uh, twin flames. And there's many different languages for that. But a lot of attraction and feeling that we have toward people is energetic. And we can actually chart this out uh, between these two systems very clearly. This, both of these systems help uh, immaculately with relationships and helping two people understand their roles in the relationship. And we also sell relationship compatibility reports for $25. So we can give you a lot of information for a very affordable price. And so please reach out and go to vibrotune.com, V-I-B-R-O-T-U-N-E.com and find our tab where our astrology information is and purchase a report, send us your information, and we'll get you a report. Otherwise, like I said, this is an introduction episode, and we wanted to give just some basic information where people could get started, and we'll get that picture on our Facebook post uh, as soon as we can. So after all that talking, I bet you wish you had your throat Chakra activated. Yes, yes. Uh, I think today yours is a little weak. It's normally feeding me a little bit more, but um, but I have been talking a lot earlier today. But this is another fact. What he's bringing up in the human design is I actually don't have the throat chakra activated, and he does. And um, I know that you people can feel the strength in his voice. And as you can tell, over time, mine gets weaker. And this is a proof of this energetic uh, makeup. It's not seen as a weakness from a negative standpoint, just a lack of energy. But he does uh, fill me in in that area and helps to propel that. So I did want to bring up, uh, if you are born on December 31st, you're actually a joker. Yes, which is all the cards, which I've only ever met one in person. And uh, he he's quite the character and looked very much like a joker, uh, long flowing blonde hair and just a jovial face. And they literally uh, go through being every card in the deck. So they're some of the biggest chameleons uh, that there are. And um, that can be very challenging for them or they can utilize that and uh, really make it work for them. So with with the length and how much information we've had in this episode, we're actually going to taper this one off. And then in the next episode, we are going to discuss what, is actually in a Destiny card yearly report, what kind of information you'll get, and then talk about our personal experiences with how the cards have have influenced and shown us things that, uh, themes that have gone on in our life and how you can really utilize it to view what's upcoming, what kind of themes and energies that you're going to be going through, kind of like a, a, a weather report. And uh, so you know how, where and what areas to be prepared in and, and what's upcoming in your life. And I think that's a good analogy. Uh, it's kind of like a blend of a weather report and a roadmap. And it kind of shows you the conditions that you're going to be going through and then gives you maybe some suggestions of the direction that you may want to go in. But all of this is still, you know, uh, your so-called free will. Um, It is whether you 
uh, go against the current and chase what you want, or you choose to look at life in a little bit different way and truly try to be in the flow and see where that wants to influence you to go. And uh, I know that I've certainly made my decision many, many years ago and uh, left the ego world and all the things that I think that I wanted. And I'm so happy that I uh, that I did um, because I find that most people don't really have any idea where they're going and um, certainly don't know how to get there. And I'm seeing that be a big um, part of a lack of contentment and happiness in our culture. So people are busier and working harder uh, every day, but they're not getting any more complete. And so hopefully this is what we have to offer with some of this information, the Just Philosophy, my private sessions, and we can continue to grow together. So let's grow. Let's journey. We appreciate your interest in self-growth, conscious communication, and continuing to ask the wise wise. And remember, gradual changes over long periods of time equals lasting results. The information in this podcast has been developed over 20 years by Alexander in his observation of his personal life, private practice, and professional environments. This information is meant for educational purposes only and is not suggested as a replacement for traditional therapies or medications. As a matter of fact, we suggest to not believe any of this information, nor any of the information out there in the world. Remember, knowledge plus experience equals wisdom. Seek the wise. We are looking forward to continuing to provide this information through this platform, and if you are drawn to support us, you can do so by the following. Sharing is caring. Share the podcast with like-minded individuals. Emotional responsibility and energetic wisdom can save the world. If you are drawn to support us monetarily, you can do so by visiting our patron page where you can make a monthly donation in exchange for exclusive Wise Wise perks. You can do this by visiting wise-wise.com slash patron, P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Next, you can head over to Alexander's website where you can book private consultations in person, by phone, or on Skype. Find out more information on his live performances, class schedules, products, including birth chart analysis reports and music, and check out more information on his sound therapy tables. To do so, you can visit vibrotune.com, V-I-B-R-O-T-U-N-E.com. Finally, if you have been searching your entire life for consciously created apparel featuring the WiseWise logo apparel, Alexander themed clothing, or other alternative perspective designs, you can head over to Verity's Apparel, where you can find all that and more. That is veritiesapparel.com, V-E-R-I-T-E-E-S-A-P-P-A-R-E-L.com. We want to thank you for being part of this journey.